Hey guys, Anastasia here. You're listening to our podcast, Screws and Stilettos. We're about to blow your house down and then rebuild it. Listen in for tips and tricks on how us ladies are renovating homes and all the drama that comes along with it. Every episode will feature a new female in trade. So listen in. Catch you later. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? working away as always. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, could you let our viewers know what your name is and the name of your company? Uh, my name is Kayla Beckett and my company name is One Chick Taper and Company. Amazing. So tell us what you do, Kayla. Uh, I guess to, to sum it all up is I'm a drywall specialist. Uh, we do everything from small rental repairs to large-scale custom jobs. Wow, that's amazing. And we do all the taping and all the mudding and, uh, yeah, just slapping mud all the time. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're a mud slapper then. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so um, are there, uh, how, did, how did you get into the business? What, uh, how did you get into it? Uh, I went to college, uh, at Algonquin College for wood tech manufacturing uh, in the beginning and I did drywall uh, on the side because some of the guys that I knew from college, they did like part-time jobs and stuff. Uh-huh. And basically, I started just doing drywall uh, after after classes and on the weekends. And then after college, it just kind of turned into a full-time job. And they just kind of offered me more money than what I even went to college for. So awesome. after spending all that money on college, I ended up in the trades anyways. <laughs> Isn't it great? It's so funny how that works out, huh? It really is. Yeah. So when you were um, when you were kind of making that transition, what what do you find that changed the most for you? Like what you were going to school for versus what you're doing now? Uh, it was very similar actually, because even in the class of 300 students that I was in, there was only three females in the entire class, and I was actually the youngest female in the class. And it was more or less. Uh, there was one other girl. I think she was four years older than me. But she went through the program a few other times before that, or a few different other programs before she landed into this program. Wow. And uh, basically, it was the same thing, you know, even even during, like, the process, you know, classes, shop classes, high school to high college, same thing. I was, like, one of the very few females that attended, like, literally all the different classes and shop classes and... So what it was, was just that a like? Pretty easy transition for me. It didn't uh, take any time at all for me to switch career paths. Oh, that's so cool. What was being in school like with uh, being the only few girls? Uh, it was actually quite difficult because uh, a lot of the male professors they spoke really fast, and you know when you do ask them to try to slow down a bit because you know you, you can't take notes and stuff as fast, they actually start drawing pictures over their notes. So then you're like trying to like really baffled you know trying to figure out why being a woman in the in the class they can't just you know help you out that little extra when it comes to that stuff like I understand we want to be treated as equal but let's face the facts we're female we're not males right so when you when you were were in school do you find that they would in fact treat you a lot differently than they did the males yes they did uh Basically, they, they, they had no mercy on us. Like the, And even on the other guys, they gave them even a little bit more special treatment. And, you know, like I'm not saying that I'm like the greatest person out there, but, you know, we all needed that extra little help along the way. I did have a guy mentor. He was in his late 50s, early 60s, and he was the one who actually gave me all of his notes, everything. Aww. His teacher actually favored him. 
<laughs> wow, really? Yeah. I guess with, with women and men alike, you know, we all experience uh, difficulties, but but a, a woman in a, a male-dominated field experiences way more, I think. And we have so much more to prove, I would say, right? Like, it's like we're almost forced to kind of, we're almost forced I, to work harder. Uh, yeah, as I say it, we work 10 times harder to prove we're half as good as any male. Yeah. But once you prove it, you're actually, as I say, you're actually kind of above that, you know? You're no longer, you know, just a male or a female. You're actually just a tradesperson on the job site. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent point. Um, so what um, what's your inspiration? Like, who inspired you to get into this line of work? Well, my dad just was the main man in my life that inspired trades generally. Uh, he's a carpenter. Cool. He does floor installing and trim and, and doors and stuff like that. And so I used to help him as I grew up. And then it was just always kind of a thing that I wanted. I experienced different things in in high school. I took auto shop class. I was the only girl in my four years in that class. I took wood shop class. I took metal mechanics. I was the only one in metal mechanics shop class. So uh, one of my teachers, Mr. Ferguson, he was actually like my inspiration to kind of stick with it no matter what happened, right? He was a yeah. teacher that kind of had my back through it all. Oh, that's that's awesome. So when you do the, do you actually do the boarding yourself as well, or do you just do the taping? I do minor boarding. I try to stay away from that. I'm more of a professional taper, and I, 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 was, I lucked out very good. Uh, I married my boarder and my framer, so, <laughs> so I don't really have to, you know, really do the board myself. Like, I can do it. I do help them out sometimes, but... My profession is more taping. I do small patch repair work. You know, I, I'll throw up a couple sheets of board if, you know, just instead of him having to come out to the job. Yeah. But when it comes to the big customs and big cathedrals, like, I let him do the work because that's his specialty. Yeah, oh, that's super cool. So if you, when the framer goes in, do you find that, like, after the framework gets done, after the drywall, are you mudding a lot of kind of imperfections or, or, or do you start with kind of the best so you're built a, ground, a, a good foundation to work with? Uh, my husband's actually a really good boarder. Sometimes I don't always get lucky and I don't always follow him either because there's so much out there, right? We yeah. have a few other crews that we work with as well, you know, like it's just basically like it's me and a couple tapers who do the job myself and then we just let the guys basically do their job. As much as I love doing like boarding and stuff, it's it's very exhausting for a woman and yeah. it's just, I just, yeah, I, I, Anyone can do anything we put our minds to, but I'm just like, you know what? I like taping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll stick to the artiste part of it. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, it, it is like, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely like, like an, um, what's the word? It's so, um, Technical. yeah. And like, it's, it's very, I love, I used to love taping. Like when I'm not on the jobs as much anymore, which is such a bummer cause I love it. Um, but when I used to, I used to love tiling and taping because it was sort of like, it brings out like an artistic side of you and, um, it, it really is an art, is an art form. Like you have to be so good at it because you're, you're the last person besides the painter. And yep. if the taping looks like crap, the painting looks like crap or shit or whatever. And it's like, I, I always found that to be one of the most important elements of the job is just making sure and perfecting that, that mudding because after that it's like a horrible ripple effect that's right i always tell homeowners and you know some people they always put the tapers kind of at the bottom of the barrel and everyone's like oh anything could be touched up and i'm like 
But the thing is, they don't understand is the only thing that's blocking a homeowner or anyone from seeing my work is a coat of paint. Yeah. If this, if that natural light shines on that wall on a, on the wrong way, <laughs> you can see everything. Everything. You know? and, if, and if you're a bad taper, you will see every scratch in that wall. But that's why, you know, it, there's a there's differences of different levels of tapers. You yeah. Know, there's production tapers. There's reno tapers. You know, and then there's all around skill tapers that can do a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. That's cool to know. Um, so when you, um, oh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, so where's the majority of your work located? Uh, well, I was in, I was in Edmonton, Alberta for eight years. That's where I opened my company. Okay. Um, then in 2017, my husband's grandfather's house burned down. Oh, wow. And, and he was 89 and he's 89 years old and he had no insurance on his house. Oh my God. So, and unfortunately, we were only here on holidays when that happened. So we went back and we made the ultimate decision that family's going to come first, no matter what. We're tapers, we're drywallers, we're skilled tradesmen. We can travel anywhere in this world and we can get work anywhere. So we moved back to my hometown of Renfrew, Ontario. <laughs> and so it's like eight, it's like 13 years later, I'm like, I'm back. <laughs> oh my God, that's insane. Yeah. So basically, we're we're based out of Renfrew, and we travel all around Ontario. Uh, my husband was in Sudbury. He works in Toronto. I work a lot in Calabogie for a couple different builders here. I stay. I try to stay a little bit more local, so I'm not traveling as much. That's why I've been starting to pick up a little bit more renos than I am like full projects. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's great to be a diverse taper so that you can switch no matter you don't have to do just big houses you can pick right. up small rentals I can scrape off popcorn ceilings do level five on ceilings and everything so so cool <laughs> man I wish you were closer it would be the just the perfect little relationship like you know we would board you would tape it'd be so great because I find like uh, it's just so hard to find someone who's who's a good taper right it's like you know, and and being now behind a, a desk or whatever you want to call it is like hard for me because I see that our jobs need a, have a certain requirement, and it like it takes me a good two to three people before before I find a, a good finisher. But um, yeah. when I find them, I really I try and stick with them and keep them happy because I know how hard it is. It is. It's super hard. Like even myself, you know, I've. I don't. I can't even say how many how many male and female tapers that I have filtered through. You know, like I don't just hire women. I've tried men. You know, like yeah. the men are the ones. The men are the ones who paved the way for me to be accepted into this industry. Yep. Yes. Yes. My hard work was the thing that defined it. But without those men helping paving a way for me. I would never have been able to be accepted into doing these large, massive customs, no longer working for uh, a third-party drywall company. And now I actually work for the builders directly. I open my own company. You know, it's it's like yourself, you know, fix-it females. I, I define myself as the one-chick taper because, I, as I call myself, I am the original one-chick in my company. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So are you like, are you, I know that you're on the job. I see you're, you're on a job right now, which we would love to have a look at when you, when you have a moment. Um, but so are you, do you do a lot of the, your own paperwork? Do you do your own quotes? Do you do, how do you run your company? 
Uh, we do it all right from going to meeting the builders, like even this job itself, like we just showed up on the job site with my business cards in hand, met the builder. And basically that was just the way it went. And he called me back a week later. He said he wanted us and we come in, we quote, we measure out the job ourselves. We do all of our own paperwork. I have no accounting, so I do all my payrolls and everything myself. Wow. Uh, I, do my, I do my own bookkeeping. I do my own taxes. I just kind of hand in numbers <laughs> to my guy and then he just plugs it in and that's about it it uh it's i i didn't go to college for any of the, my accounting i i have a couple friends who went to school for all this stuff cool so i just over the years i've just learned how to adapt and, and like what i am allowed to write off what i'm not allowed to write off right you know figuring out the quotes around here you know not discriminating against men or women you know i'm just I'm just another tradesperson out there trying to get work, right? I'm yeah. just another company just like everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you feel like when you work with other men on the job, like do you ever get mansplained? Like, you know, when they're all macho and like, hey, you should be taping like this. And you're just like, whatever, dude, get out of here. Do you find I that happens? All the time. <laughs> Can you give I us a scenario? Like, you get fast me. He's like, Kayla, why didn't you pre-fill this? I'm like, I left it, pre-filled it later, and came back to it. Like, why are you even asking me? I, I thought you hired me to do the job, not for you to tell me how to do my job. Yeah. <laughs> we've heard that all across the board. Like, we've talked to a woman in the UK. We talked to a woman in Colorado. And everyone says the same thing. They're like, oh, my God. Even me. Like, the other day we were at um, at this job, and, and this guy's telling me, because we put up a two-by-four railing just for, for safety measure, right? Yeah. And he says to me, why didn't you, uh, why did you toenail it into the side of the, um, joist? I said, that's the strongest point of the house. That's so that we didn't have to build a huge extravagant piece. And he's like, well, if you took, um, this plank and put it here and glued it there and then, oh my God, I was like, listen, dude, you're an underpinner. You do your job. I'll do my job. And I'm like, yeah. are you, I said to him, I'm like, are you an engineer? He's like, no. And I'm like, so let's leave this to the engineer then, because that's what he told me to do. Like, <laughs> I was just like, dude, get out of here. Like, nobody wants to hear your explanation. Um, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter what you do. As I always say, it doesn't matter who you are, what you do, how fast you are, how good you are at your job. There will always be someone there to tell you that they can do it better, they can do it faster. There's a, It's like, this is my way, and then there's your way. Exactly. This is my way to do it. Exactly. But I don't think there's any true, like, one way of doing something. Like, that's right. There's so many ways to tape. There's so many ways to drywall. There's so many ways to frame. There, like, I mean, you got to be level, of course, and, like, framing's a little more strategic and put together. But it's like, I just, I hate when people do that to me. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on something. So, uh, one of the other women that we interviewed said that, um, she had a really bad experience when she was on a job site once that the guys were putting like dead animals in her, um, in her pack, like her tool bag. And they would put like dead squirrels and stuff in there and call them bitches and like bark at them like dogs and shit. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Like to that degree? Uh, not to that degree. Like we've all, we all get discriminated. I've been barked at, you know, whistled at, you know, cause like I say, like my first few years in drywall, I blended in with all the guys, you know, I, I was wearing the same colors as them wore black, you know, just to kind of, you know, just, just kind of almost hide my gender so that I was able to fit in with them. 
but basically once I started to shine out that's when the guys actually got more on me because they would know where I'm at now they could see me running down the path you know wearing all pink you could see me three blocks away yeah (laughs) that's awesome uh, no I never I never experienced like a, a massive uh like degrading um, there was obviously some difficult parts, um, making more males understand that, you know, I'm not a man, no matter what you want to call this man's world, we call it in the construction. Um, basically it was more or less just fighting for the rights for women. Like I didn't want to go to the bathroom and the guy's shitter. Yeah. Period. Like, I'm like, that's nasty. I don't care what you think, say or do. I am a woman. I'm not a man. I have been in the industry long enough that I, I think we deserve our own bathroom. Yeah. You know, you Straight don't have up. to give me any special treatment. Like I don't need no heater in there or nothing, <laughs> but I just, you know, we deserve to at least go to the washroom in peace without walking into the abomination that we deal with. Of the horrible male washroom. <laughs> yeah. I think the worst that like, you know, overall the worst thing that really ever happened to me was, you know, they put screws uh, in through the sides of the boxes where the handles are, where the mud, you can see the plastic. I think like that's the worst kind of stuff. They stuck like screws screws or something in the pail but like no I've I've never had like a you know really terrible male experiences I I was really I was very lucky that the the people who I circulated myself around during my learning process was actually quite inspiring and they actually were the ones that were cheering me on to do better oh that's awesome that's so great when you get that that kind of um that feeling from someone else or that support, especially from another person in construction. So when That's you right. when you started out, do you feel like the rates between men and women are equal? Or did you like have to start charging less and then kind of build yourself up from there? What's your opinion on that? Um, well, in the beginning, like I said, I was a part of a team. It was never just myself. Like I was yeah. still learning. So we bid in pretty low just to, uh, just to continue getting the work all the time. And then Basically, as my skill level advanced, it showed in my work, which gave me referrals and clients, and and my clients grew into larger clients, to, into multi-million dollar homes and building acreages. And some of it, like if you worked for this company, you would never have to worry about ever referral work because they were like the highest end out there. Wow. So it was just a matter of time of building my way up. It's it's the same with everyone. People do say a lot in regards to you know men you know get paid more than women sometimes it is the fact but in the end it actually comes down to skill and experience yeah i agree i can walk into any job and tell them i have 20 years experience or 13 years but the biggest thing is putting your money where your mouth is yeah totally showing you you want that big money well show me that you're worth it right yeah and you and i by the sounds of it and looks of it, because we follow you on Instagram and we'll continue to support you in, in your journey. And um, it, by the looks of it, it looks like you're doing some pretty ma- massive jobs. And it, it's so it's so amazing to see that. I'm so inspired by you and I think you're awesome. And it's so great to see what you're doing out there. Uh, thank you. I, I love When I found you guys on Instagram too, I was like, no way, another <laughs> female crew. Like... Because I had, I did have a full female crew. Uh, we're kind of down right now, a couple of girls, and 
you know, things have happened in the time of, you know, things just happen. But yeah. basically right now I'm kind of back working by myself. I just kind of hire some people to come in and help me as I go. And like I said, that's the whole thing is why my company's called One Chick Taper and Company. Because in the end, I am the only person that I can rely on. Wow. Uh, you said it, girl. You said it. It's so true. It's so true. But you know what? I find like I have one of the best crews I've ever had right now. And um, it's uh, it's amazing how different the dynamic of the company is when you have people that truly care about, about the company and about the work, essentially, because that's what it's all about, isn't it? I, I always ask the girls, I'm like, what are you here for? Besides the money, because we, I don't come to work for, for because I love construction. I mean, that's what what drives me to do what I do, but it's obviously because I like to make money and, and I say it to them all the time, but what else are you interested in? And it's always, they always come back and they say, it's always about the team we've created. So that's right. It's really amazing. Would you be able to show us a little bit of what you're working on right now or? Yeah, sure. Of course. All right, cool. I think I think I could flip this around. Yeah, totally. Let's see if I can do this. Are you right on the water? I'm literally right on the water. Oh my god, that's so beautiful. So this is the back deck. I was telling the homeowner that I'm like, <laughs> if I get too hot, I'm definitely going out on in the lake there. And wow. then the homeowner actually told me that they will take us for a boat ride when the house is done. Awesome. That is so gorgeous. Wow, that's massive. So we have a big vault here. We just did some design changes in here, which is the story of my life in customs. Yes. <laughs> so they Holy. changed that. That's the fireplace. Yeah. So they were only doing stone up so hot. Uh, this is the stairwell. So they put the platform down for the scaffold to move on top of cool, it. Cool, cool. And they changed the design of that. They were only going to do rock down to where they were going to put like a, a divider. Yeah. And then they decided to do the whole wall. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, that so is huge. Big. And then they changed the bathroom design and they took out all of the, the drywall and they're doing shiplap kind of plank boards now. All right. Oh, wow. That's friggin' gorgeous. So this is just the main floor. There's also a basement. And then they decided to, again, another design change. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so this stuff is uh, like drywall crown molding that you've probably seen it on Instagram and yep. stuff. So this stuff is actually round and it goes on with, and so that will be oh, along wow. the underside of the bulkhead all the way around. Wow, that's going to be gorgeous. And then they're also doing it in the hallway. Wow, that's if, a beautiful house. If they house. Can ever make up their minds, I might actually get this all taped in. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you wouldn't tape those corners if you're doing crown molding or would you? No, I just leave them and, and I'll just tape. Tape but up. Yeah, them. no, it's a uh, custom life, right? It's just always design changes. And that is awesome. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting used to it now. That's so cool, Kayla. Well, I mean, that concludes our, our, uh, our questions. And like I said, we're so proud of you and you're so great to watch and all the work you're doing. We know how valuable your time is. So we thank you so much for spending a little time with us today. We really appreciate it. 
Oh, well, thank you for your time. Thank you for your time and taking your time to come take my time. I appreciate it. And no, just all about women. And, and I enjoy telling other people my story because, you know, it wasn't easy getting to where I am today, but with a lot of determination and will and not giving up, it got me to where I needed to be. And not because someone made me to where I am or gave me a company. I literally had to work so hard to be where I am. And that's what even helps inspire myself, you know, and yeah, you just, absolutely. just keep pushing, keep wanting to do better myself as a person, as an individual, as a taper, as a businesswoman. You know, you never stop learning no matter how many years you're in the business because there's so many different sides of the business, right? Yeah. So what would you tell our, our uh, young women in the trades if they want to get into this industry? What would be some a couple little tidbits you would tell them about getting into the trades? Um, don't give up. Keep learning. Never think that you're better than somebody else just because you, you know, you do in a group or something. Um, next thing, invest in your tools and know your tools because using other tools will only get you so far, but investing in yourself is what is the key to success in this business, having your own stuff. So you don't have to be asking other people for things. Amazing. Um, never, never, uh, how do you say that? Don't be afraid to ask questions, right? If you don't know something. I'm 13 years. I still ask questions every other day. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Well, you're, you're so awesome. Thanks again. And uh, we'll let you know when the series, well, not the series, but when the uh, episode will launch and we'll tag you it in. And feel free to post it and do whatever you want. Definitely. I'll okay. share that all over. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Well, keep doing you, Kayla. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again so much. Well, that concludes our episode. Thank you so much for listening in. So screw on or screw off. We don't care what you do. We'll check you next time on Screws and Stilettos. Do you believe in magic?